good, especially because we have one of my best friends <gasps> in the studio today. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. We got I a good her. one today. <laughs> Welcome, Nuber Nami. Nuber. Hey. I am, uh, for the record, number four, I think, on Maggie's best friend list. That's the best I heard. <laughs> it's yeah, a good it's spot a to be. It's a pretty long, ever-changing list. Yeah, so don't mess it up or you might be bumped. Oh, boy. Yeah, let's see where we're at at the end of this recording. Yeah. You might be number six to 99. I'm uh, <laughs> very happy to be here. Ooh, I heard that sound. Um, but oh, yes, yeah, so I'm very happy to finally be here after yeah. I was originally bumped. You were bumped. By Maggie. Yeah. You were bumped. Maggie somehow stripped. forgot that she was going to Florida when we were scheduling some recordings. I, you'd and think then. I would remember that I was going on a little, little vacay. Uh, but no, super excited. I've been listening to the podcast, and Maggie knows I don't really listen to podcasts. She famously does not listen to podcasts. It's not necessarily on purpose. It's just who I just don't have the time. <laughs> but you make some time. I for made some time, so I'm all oh, caught wow. up. You're oh my all gosh! Caught up. I'm all caught up. Oh my god! And I just have to say one thing. Um, I have to correct the record, uh, Amber. I have a beautiful voice. Oh, and oh. I I will. Prove it if anyone asks me if to. You'll have her right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to that. She sang a little bit during Grease rehearsals and yes. she would always be like, Ugh, I can't sing. And then she would do it. And we're like, Oh, come on. Okay, Mariah. All yeah. she'd right. She'd get up there and she'd just yeah. blow us all away. But but truthfully, I'm somewhere in the middle between what Amber said I was and what I just said I was. <laughs> so, well, you know, none of us are perfect. So it's fine. Yeah. But well, congratulations on your podcast, guys. Thanks. Oh, thank you. I think it's we're great. You're doing. Yeah, thank you for having me. Aww. Aww. Um, so do we want to get into the fact that Lizzo was at yeah, Planet Ant last night? Talk about how Lizzo was at Planet Ant uh, last night. Casual and I wasn't. My yeah. first thought was someone photoshopped her in. My first thought was, where yeah, was, was like Darren that he met Lizzo? And then, and then I read the description and I was like, are yeah. you kidding me? I was there until two and a half hours before she arrived. Yeah. You should have waited a little bit longer. She uh, looks fabulous. Yeah, she looks yes. great. She looks so I would have loved to have been there and to see it in person. But. Yeah. But can I tell you that I saw all the girls and Darren and all them with their photos. But when I saw Caitlyn Shea with her photo, I literally was like... That makes me feel better. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good thing. Like, that's glad. a win for all of us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw Esther's status and she's like, can someone explain to me why Lizzo is at Plant Ant? And then I like went on social media, I was trying to find and I couldn't. And I was like, what yeah. is this? Like some far away <laughs> bit that she's doing that like she doesn't get to appreciate yeah. the aftermath of. But she was actually there. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Yeah. It feels like I miss out on things too. Like we're just never... Where, I'm never there where you at the need to be time. at yeah, the right no. time. I come, they cancel shows. <laughs> Lizzo comes, everyone's there. Yep. I'm like, oh, yep. okay. <laughs> I was like 10 minutes away and I technically could have put on my clothes and gone, but I just wasn't in the right mindset to no. go. Yeah. I was in Port Huron eating pork. <laughs> so you weren't either. No. No, we no. weren't ready. Yeah, I at that point I was on my couch after. Uh, and we so, all yep. know what happens to Newberry yeah. when she's on her couch. It, I, I sink in. And I don't move. Yeah. yeah. It's like I'm in this mode now and there's no coming And for back, anyone who has not been to Nuver's home and had the pleasure of being with this couch, you wouldn't get it. But if you have, throw it to peace sign up there yeah. right now for the couch. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't just, oh, it's a lazy Saturday. I have couches that literally pull your body into them. <laughs> yeah. And they're are extra wide. Yeah, they are really cozy. And they're made for... Uh, 
lazy people like myself and me <laughs> i would like to be on that couch as well yeah it's great. i'm a very lazy person I'm, the other i excel at that actually <laughs> the other day i came over and rj was helping me run lines for our show and nuver wanted nuver literally asked us to go sit on the tiny love seat so she could continue to lounge on the big couch <laughs> it, was, it was it was super inconvenient i I have a spot. Yeah. She has, has a spot. spot. We know it's her spot. So you just like to have your entire body laid out on it? Yeah, or like... Or I just knowing that no one else is going to take up any of that space. No, it's fine. Like, Maggie s- sat on the other end of the couch mm-hmm. many a times, but I was being asked to get up, and... <laughs> That's where the line was the drawn. The line was drawn. Yeah. And the best part was she went over to the love seat, not happy about it, but went over to the love seat. And then like halfway through me and RJ doing our line, she was just like, I'm not as comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of respect for that. If you're not happy with it and you can do something about that, yeah. you should. Brendan, do you under do you understand this this best friend? Yeah, situation? no, she she if you listen to all the episodes, many people have been Yes, and Given I also mentioned that Nuvera gives me shit yeah, about it. Every every story, my best friend, my best friend X, my best friend Y. At some Whatever. point, some people have to just be friends, right? Yeah, yeah, but like I don't know. I get where she's coming from, and I get where you're coming from because I'm of the same thing. Where it's like that, it used to mean something. Best yeah. friend, it was a special thing. But then there are like a, a handful of friends that you have, and you're like, I don't know how I can just like say yeah, you're not better than listen, that one like you're all best friends you're all great yeah come on <laughs> if you're in this there's group enough of people, there's enough seats at my happy, table okay. yeah <clears throat> and it's it's it doesn't i'm it's more of a bit than anything yeah. else what else have you guys been up to lately um, besides sinking into Nevera's couch well we had an AWOL show on Friday <gasps> yes. that's right I yeah. was gonna go but I was sick this week I so know. I was like I'm just gonna quarantine myself off as long which as I which we all thank can. you in the world yeah. for yes doing. thank you very much there's nothing worse than people that go places when they're sick yeah sorry and get everybody else sick how was oh, it sure. But it was really fun fun time yeah time. Emily hosted and she's just the sweetest cutest love Emily yeah. and uh, I was recently cast in a show that's gonna be Coming up to Planet Ant Theater. That's right. At the end yes. of March, um, Kelly Rossi wrote a show called Clubbin. It's directed by Audra Jantz. Yep. And uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. We had our first rehearsal yesterday. Cannot wait to see that. I know. I'm so when excited. When this episode comes out, it'll have already premiered, but it might still be available. You will have, to see you'll it. have one, one more weekend, weekend to yeah. see it. Well, Friday and Saturday when this comes out. I'm excited because it's the same uh, weekend runs as Maggie and Tom's show. Yeah, That's we're really right. coming up. We're yeah, that'll be twins. a good double feature. Yeah. Yes. So everyone come out to closing weekend yes. of Clubbin' and Listed, baby. Planet Ant Theater will be the only thing happening that weekend at the Planet Ant. There's nothing else nothing going else on. Nothing else is actually happening. Shows. They got, all got canceled because everyone wants to yeah. go see the double And Lizzo feature. will be there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. We hope so. I sure hope, hope so. Yeah. We'll make that mistake twice. We can. Uh, I, yeah, so I was sick. And then I just like didn't leave the house much and then last night i was watching honey boy oh i just watched that did you like it yeah i liked it too it wasn't exactly what i was expecting to do really chicken heavy but yeah, i was very like chicken heavy. <laughs> i liked it i appreciate it I'm lucas hedges is such a good honey boy is shia labeouf's movie that he wrote about like, like himself, growing up much. with his dad okay while yeah, he was during on the, even stevens yeah during the oh, time yeah. he was on That's, even stevens i feel like the only thing i know about him is that he was like an up-and-coming disney person who like lost it after he did yeah and then he became like an like, action star 
yeah. and then like yeah. they kind of touch on that, and then it's like you actually have PTSD because your dad was like was, crazy. Okay, when yeah. Okay. So it's actually very very interesting, and he it was interesting how he like wrote it, like. That they kind of touch on that in the movie a little bit too. He wrote that. Yeah, it was very was like meta. Okay. Yeah. What and about then holes? He plays his Does dad. he talk a lot about holes? They there's like no made, mention of they, holes. Like, so like, there's there? like in the beginning of the movie, there's like a montage of him as like as Lucas Hedges. So he's like teenage Shia LaBeouf, like doing all of the action films. And there's a clip of him with a boy on his back, and they're going through a tunnel. Not a hole. Oh, it's like that's totally holes. Holes. Okay. Holes. 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 Yeah. I don't know if I ever saw holes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, holes I'm... was like a culture phenomenon for like the. Like 2003. I was culturally unaware at that moment. Apparently. I only I only saw it because my little brother loved it. Yeah, he read the book, sweet. so I went and saw that. It's actually yeah. the only movie I can remember that he did besides Transformers. That's why I brought it up. Oh, okay. Well. You should see Honey Boy. He plays okay. the dad in it. Yeah, it's really, it's good. really okay. cool. I liked it a lot. And then I started watching. I gave Fleabag another shot, and then I was watching it in a different lens. And I was like, "This is a really fucking fun show." But it was oh. really late, so I haven't finished it. Oh, you, uh, but what I'll, season are you on? Just one or only two? the first season. Oh, okay, season two is where it's at. Love Fleabag. Okay, yeah. So Fleabag you weren't into awesome. it the first time you. Watched um, it? I, I just was like kind of distracted and not really paying a lot of attention. It's like I get it, like it's funny, but it's not like drawing me in the same way that everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta watch Fleabag." But then I watched it again, and I was like, "Yeah, this is." Really I'll good. agree with that. The first time I watched it, I stopped. I didn't. I was like thrown off by the, um, like breaking the fourth wall type thing and her like commentating. Yeah. But then once I like kind of put it into perspective, like that's her going in her head, like being in her yeah, head or her, whatnot. Like, format of the then show. I was like, oh, that's kind of really interesting. Is like this person interacting with themselves. Yeah. You just have to like yeah. kind of dip your toe into the show a little bit. And we're like, all right, this is silly, but whatever. Do you guys watch um, Insecure? Love it. Love, love, so okay. fucking good. But in the beginning, I got so annoyed by her the talking mirror. herself in the mirror. But then yeah. after yeah. a while, I'm like, I love it. It's well, so yeah. funny. <laughs> Did you ever see her um, web series before then? That would have probably was it a web series of Insecure or was it something else? It was. It was what I believe was the basis of. Okay, so no, she played not. characters that would that, a character that talked to herself in the mirror. Um, but yeah, it it takes a second to get used to. See- <laughs> Do you guys have iPhones? Yes. Have you ever had your iPhone? I don't know if this is just an iPhone thing, but I have one where it will just like randomly make a video collage. Yeah. Yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. Right. So the other especially d- if it's a specific location. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the other creepy. day I get like a prompt and it's this it's like furry friends and it's literally like the cutest video of me and my cat Riley That's and it's horrifying. just like Stop. every That's photo horrifying. in my in my phone of him. So it was like equal parts. Like adorable and like so touching and equal parts like so invasive. I didn't know how to feel, <laughs> and I was like, "How? Like, why is this happening?" But I couldn't stop myself from like watching it <laughs> because it was like, "Oh, I, like, I actually really enjoy this though." <laughs> but I was also like, "How dare they?" Like, yeah, yeah, it's really creepy. I once found an album and it was like my trip up north, and it's like so my phone was just like. You're in another place for a week that's not where you normally are, and you took a lot of pictures. So let's make a collage. Yeah, I get that from like Google Photos, but I've never gotten it on my iPhone. But does it like send you like a prompt? A notification. Yeah, I was like, because I've seen the thing, I'll look through my phone and it'll be like, it'll have just made a bunch of those on its own, but like it doesn't prompt me. This was the first time it was ever like, check out furry friends. And I was like, what is this? And then it was like, I have to go see if I have any random creepy photo collages. 
Yeah, I um also random things that are tracking us. Facebook does this thing now where it's like, hey, you and so and so have been friends for seven years. Take this quiz. Have you seen those? About the friends? About you and the friends friendship. Ooh, no. But the quizzes are like not specific. meaningful at all. They're like, how many people do you think liked this photo oh, of you guys? Well, and I'm like, I'm, I don't know. That like, sounds so stupid yeah. and pointless, but thank goodness it's like a not specific test. Because what if it was like, what is her mom's Absolutely. Name? Yeah. I was like taking, <laughs> well, the funny thing was the photo, like the one that it sent me, it's really funny because Facebook really wants me and my cousin's husband to like know that we've been friends for so long. And, we, on, and we only have two photos together of the 50 and then years they that we've like been related the two yeah it's so the quiz was just like which one do you think has more likes and i'm like they're the same photo <laughs> it's so creepy it's hilarious I, yeah all the data that's collecting about us i'm very passionate about yes this. i always same. yell at maggie and tom and all my friends whenever they do those like take the, a picture of yeah. your face and translate it into something i'm like they are stealing your data and uh. you, there's gonna be a maggie out there in russia and and I hope she lives a beautiful, fabulous life. <laughs> she will. With lots of best friends. <laughs> She's going to vote for you this year. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a parallel universe, Russia and Maggie. Yeah. Like, just who, with a muff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like one of those big furry caps. Yeah, one of those like things that you put your hands inside of. A muff. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we are talking to the oh, Russian I thought, Maggie I thought right the now. muff was the thing that you put on your head. No, a muff is for the hands. So, yeah, and then, yeah. See, she already then, knows all the terminology yeah. how this do we know where, you're not are, yeah. already the Russian okay maggie. i'm the russian maggie maggie had some things to do today with her other friends so she's, I, right. maggie's she's been a little mia this weekend she's been taking <laughs> a few hours to get back to every text message i wasn't in port huron i was in russia i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's not beef it's russian beef <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't even understand that <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, with that, should we maybe dive into our I first guess. segment? Oh, my yes. gosh. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Uh, so our first segment, as you know, since you're an avid listener, is the sprout stage. Mm-hmm. The, the sprout. sprout. Yes, yeah, the sprout. Childhood to 18. I know. I was trying to think, like, what are some of the things that have happened in my life? And, like, if I could think back, there was probably two main things that probably shaped my childhood into... I guess college years and I knew you would give this such good thought and I was so excited. I don't for you know though if it's like good thought, but I was just like, Well, okay, what's formative? And so I have definitely like have had a, a history of a religion impacting my life. I went to private school th- through Catholic private school through uh twelfth grade. So I've had like very many ups and downs with religion and then basketball was like a huge part of my life. So two different, I guess, stories. The first one started a little bit younger Um, in like eighth grade. I had two best friends in uh, middle school and (laughs) uh, they were they were equally ranked. Um, No, but but so we just connected on a bunch of different things. We like started like a grunge band, even though none of us played instruments. We just wore flannel shirts. You were in a grunge band and you haven't told me this? Did you guys like hold instruments and pretend that you're making No, we didn't even try. I wouldn't even say that we could classify ourselves as a quote unquote band. We literally just like sang our favorite grunge rock songs wearing flannel shirts. That's what a band is when you're a child. No, that is totally a band. When you're a child and you're forming a band, you lip sync and do choreography. And And we were called the flannel shirts. Perform on your back deck for all your neighbors. (laughs) You were called the what? The flannel shirts. Oh my god! 
Um, so this is my friends Kim and Stephanie. And so we just like did a bunch of stuff together. And somehow the three of us also became very curious about the end of the world. Okay. And uh, it started as just more of like a curiosity and like kind of questioning our religion and things like that. And we were really into Nostradamus. And so we would like read these books and all these people that like interpreted the Nostradamus, you know, whatever his uh, theories on or his predictions right. and things like that. And like one of these books that we had bought had said that the world was going to end on March 23rd, 1996. And so I was in eighth grade at that time. So you can figure out how old I am now, everybody. <laughs> but I look good for my age. Um, I actually does. told my mom your age last night. And she's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. So for now, I look okay. Um, <laughs> and so we were like freaking out. And we like told everyone in our class and we're like, you guys have to prepare. It's going to happen. Everybody be ready. And so like we like freaked out our class. And have this you ever was, told like, Sean Hanlon this story? I don't think I have. Oh my I don't God. know. I probably haven't told many people about this. But um, and we used to like write diary logs in our old Apple Macintosh computers yes, in our computer class. And like me. I yes. wish I could just find it just to see what the heck we wrote about. But I remember that night because we did not. I like I can speak for myself. Like I did not go to bed that night. I was just like, you're horrified. I was horrified. I was like, I don't know exactly what's gonna happen, (laughs) but it's gonna happen. And somehow staying awake is gonna protect me from whatever. If I see the end coming, I can prevent it. And like afterwards, when nothing happened, um, because the end of the world is gonna be Freddy Krueger killing you in your dreams. Yeah. So. You know, that didn't stop us, though, uh, even though everyone was like, see, the world didn't end, you idiots. We're like, well, it was a misinterpretation. It's still probably going to happen sometime. Someone just misinterpreted. No, the calculations were off. It's yeah. tomorrow. So you would think like that would be enough to like deter us. But no, we like double down. And so we were like, OK, well, maybe forget Nostradamus. Like, let's see what like the Bible says. And so we became like obsessed with the book of Revelation and um we're like reading it and wanted to learn as much about it and so my friend kim and and stephanie and i i can't remember if we went to the store if i just remember we got these videos from the store but we rented a four-part um series (laughs) uh called a thief a thief a thief in the night i can't even say it um it was like made in like the late 70s and like early 80s and oh my god it was four different movies about the rapture and it like scared the shit out of me. How did you um, yeah. find out about these movies? Um, because we were obsessed with learning everything, and so but, like I'm just thinking like in my mind like it's the mid '90s. Like how did you find yeah, out that this no movie Google. existed? My the friend the Kim, I don't know if like that's what I'm saying. I don't. I have a vivid memory of Dixon's Christian something, which I I googled it recently because I was like, let me try to like refresh my memory. And there is an online store where you can buy like books and things like that. Like it's a Christian store, but I feel like there was like a like a brick and mortar store. Okay. And I don't remember if we went with her or if she had gone, but she went. Somehow you got your hands. And on it. she rented them, and they were VHS tapes because it was still you know nineties yeah. or whatever. And um, I remember I don't know if we like it was on the weekend or if we like had like a day off from school, but we were at her house in her bedroom and we were like watching them. And the first one was called a thief in the night. Um, I wrote down the a thief in the night, a distant thunder image of the beast and the prodigal planet was the Check last one. And we watched Get all of them. And so I, Maggie might know this about me. Um, I do not like the sound of a 
clock ticking. Why not? Uh, because of this. Okay. Right. So <laughs> the beginning of this movie starts with a clock ticking. Oh, no. And essentially the movie, again, it's about the rapture. And so this this woman wakes up. It starts with hearing this clock ticking. And then it's basically... This is going to make me fucked yeah, up for the rest of my life now. It's her alarm clock going off. And she wakes up and the radio goes off and it's like millions of people are missing and she goes to look for her husband and her husband is gone. And so basically like it's the beginning of the rapture. And for those of you that are not familiar with what happens when the world is going to end, according to the biblical terms, uh, Jesus comes back and takes all the good people and then leaves behind all the shitty people. (laughs) And so she was left behind. And then the movie kind of takes place in the quote-unquote distant future and what's super scary is they blame things like technology and all this stuff on what like brings upon the rapture and so every time since that movie whenever I hear like that clicking talk clicking talk clicking ticking clock I freak out because I'm like oh my god we're gonna die actually we're not gonna die we're gonna be left behind (laughs) even worse and then yeah even worse is like so the movie like the first movie is about like how everyone goes missing and then basically if you're left behind the only real options that you have are to eventually you know invoke jesus christ as like the one and only savior but if you like refuse to and sometimes even if you don't refuse to they like force you to get the mark of the devil on your forehead or on your your for like your hand okay so to this day game of thrones yeah and so like to this day i find myself like sleeping with like my hands under my pillow and like my head in my pillow like i don't mean to but i find that i do that sometimes and i just feel like it's just like post-traumatic post-traumatic stress Stress disorder from this because like uh i still like have fears that like someone's gonna force the devil's mark on my forehead do you still have fears (laughs) that the world's gonna end no i mean like and so i would say i was a pretty religious person growing up like I said I was brought up that way and I struggled with my religion because I I also had all these questions but I didn't know And you watched the rapture movie and then because I watched the rapture movie I was like well you cannot doubt any of this because you you're gonna be left behind (laughs) if you do but so like I don't today I don't have like overt fears of it but i would say that there's probably still like deep down like right there's something like like, the fact that i'm still like like triggered by you know a clock yeah but is there still some of that catholic guilt the catholic guilt is not a lie you know anyone that has been raised catholic understands (laughs) i'm getting pretty good at getting rid of most of it though yeah well when i think there's always going to be some there so what happened it's like well no wonder i have all this guilt like i'm afraid i'm i'm afraid i'm going to be left behind and all these terrible things are going to happen fascinating yeah yeah never even something that i think about no no you were never afraid of possession uh no not really like i i i believed in it and thought it was like a real thing but then there was also just so many other instances where i was like that doesn't seem completely plausible like there'd be like videos on the internet and stuff of like them like uh like what's the word then if you're trying to get the demons out um save i guess exercise exercised oh (laughs) they like put you on a workout i don't like to exercise or exorcise Uh, there you go. Demons, hey. demons are scary. Yeah. Yeah, demons are scary. No, I have a lot of respect for that stuff, but like it just never affected me like that. Yeah.
that was a very good sprout. Our next segment mm-hmm. is seedling. Ooh, the the seedling. seedling. Which is 18 to 25. Yeah, wow. What a wild time, right? Oh, gosh. College. So I went to Michigan State. Okay. Um, and it and was she a, loves Michigan State. So I do, but the, the reality was I, Michigan State was my last school choice. Um, really? It was, yes. I really wanted to go to Loyola in Chicago. Again, I was still a religious little kid, and um, I just loved the school too. I, it was in, you know, it's in Chicago. It was right by the the water, and it was a beautiful campus. Um, but it was a Jesuit Catholic school, and very very expensive. And even with like scholarships and stuff like that, it was just, you know, um, we just didn't have a lot of money. And really, my parents, you know, bless their heart, the the fact that I was even able to go to Catholic school. K through 12 was because they worked to put me, my brother and my sister through schools. That's like literally where all the money went. So, um, at the point of college, it was like, okay, well can't ask them to drop, you know, (laughs) lots, lots, lots and lots of money. So Michigan state was just honestly the most affordable growing up. I hated Michigan state. I was one of those Michigan fans with sports and things like that. I know, I know it's crazy. Oh my God. Revealed on Um, the pod. Eh, I think it's been revealed to other people in the past, but yes. Um, I mean, again, I was a basketball fan, so I was a big Fab Five Michigan fan for anyone that, you know, knowing your audience, probably no one knows what I mean by that. But um, <laughs> okay. there's like five yeah. schools and they're fabulous and they all play sports. <laughs> <laughs> Fab Five was five basketball <laughs> players that played at Michigan. <laughs> I knew that. Um, <laughs> but that being said, yes. Yeah, so it was actually kind of hard for me to but even. But this is where uh, you learn that me and Brendan are not sporty. <laughs> yes. What I meant by that podcast listeners is that you're probably not into sports the way that I am. Uh, and that's totally okay. Um, but so it, I did not want to go to Michigan State, um, but I was told I had to go to college. And no, I wasn't told. I wanted to go. And so what made it possible, like, you know, better was that a lot of my friends went there. So so that helped. But certainly going into it, I was like, ah, you know, like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And, and I ended up loving it. And now, yes, I'm a diehard Spartan fan and love watching, uh, especially basketball and, and, um, and football. But, you know, when I was in college, um, you know, nine eleven happened. Uh, and so that was kind of an interesting experience for me as well, too. I don't know if you guys remember where you were on nine eleven, and sure. I remember yeah, exactly yeah. where I was. On it 9/11, was yeah. less about, I guess, not to take away from what happened on nine eleven, but um, that was for me, one of the most, I guess, formative memories that I have of um, actually having this realization and I know it's going to sound silly that I am different than a lot of my friends sure. who are a lot of my friends are white and uh you know I know technically according to the US census I have to put that I am caucasian because right now at least people from middle eastern descent do not have their own category there could be good could be bad in that if you know, I don't trust if we had our own category that wouldn't be used against us. But sure. that being said, um, you know, I, I am not white. And yet, to me, this was one of those days where I experienced some stuff where I was like, oh, like, it's not just that I, like, I, I, I it made me have to think about who, who I was and the culture. Not that I didn't, like, growing up, my culture is is a little bit different, and so you you have to deal with that 
anyway. But my parents, you know, while they were very traditional in many ways, like growing up, I like it wasn't until I got into high school that I could like sleep over at friends' houses and things like that. And, um, you know, they were very religious and all that stuff. But for the most part, I wouldn't have considered myself to be a stereotypical Chaldean girl. Yeah. Um, in high school, I played sports and, you know, I was a tomboy and, you know, um, I didn't like wearing dresses and looking pretty. And again, no offense, I'm not trying to promote stereotypes sure. here, this but like, that's just like a lot of what you expect to see. And um, even the fact that I went away to school was not a thing that you saw very much in my culture. Uh, but so uh, I remember that day very vividly. Um, but my day kind of probably started a little bit differently than other people. I was not a early morning riser uh, in college. My freshman year, I learned I cannot have classes any earlier than 1020 because I just would not wake up and go to them. <laughs> and plus your campus is like so huge. So, it so takes huge. So long to get so, there. Um, this was my sophomore year and I was living in an apartment complex with my friend. And I think I had a class at like 1020 or 11 something. So by that time of the day, everyone had kind of already seen and yeah have the towers fallen the towers had fallen at that point um and i think they had already speculated that it was a terrorist attack and i woke up and i had no idea um i walked to class and i had no idea um because i didn't like look at the tv or anything and this was before social media or anything was like on your phone exactly and so i think i barely i don't even know if i had a cell phone at the time and i remember walking in a hallway to my class and a these couple of guys like came up to me and like made this motion of like wanting to like punch me or like kick me or something like that. Are you serious? Yeah. And I had no idea why. And to this day, I don't know if it was related to, to 9 I feel like it probably but, would have been. But, you know, again, uh, wow. in my in my mind, and, and in, in the moment, I was like, that was super weird. Uh-huh. And I was like, what what just happened there? Like, yeah. why did they do that? And then I got to my class, and that was when I learned what happened, because my professor was like, everyone in the class was just like, why do we have class right now? What's going on? And then I was like, yeah, what the hell is going on? And, like, that's when they had, like, a TV on, and I saw it was happening, and I was just like, holy shit, like how did I not know that this happened first of all? And then after that, I was like, did those, did those guys like look at me and like see that I look Arabic? And like, again, I I don't know. It could have just been a complete coincidence. Right. But it's just something that's like forever ingrained in my memory. And like, obviously after that point, you know, not to say that there wasn't things that, people had discriminated or whatever on you know Arab Americans or Middle Eastern people but certainly you had to be more aware at that time that you're Middle Eastern and other people are not and it really just made me think about who I am in my culture and how how long how much of my life I was kind of running away from that right um whether it was intentional or not like I, I know growing up I didn't really want to be associated with my culture but the the thing the catch is when you look like it you can't exactly escape it right and so I never learned you know our language which today I regret because I can't have conversations fluently with like my grandparents that are still alive and I don't know it was just it kind of made me realize like this weird life that I had been living where it's like you don't really belong anywhere because 
not that people ever made me feel unwelcome, but like I'm not white, so I'm different from my white friends as much as I maybe wanted to be like them. I just wasn't and I I would never be just because of the way my face looks. And at the same time I so desperately didn't agree with so much of my culture in terms of, you know, the patriarchness of it and um just not being a very traditional like again I at this point in my life I should be married with not not right. in college but right now it's just been something that I've I've always struggled with and I just didn't I I never appreciated my culture and never felt like I fit in there either and that was like the first day where I kind of was just like who like who am I and and what am I and like I didn't know what was going to happen after that you know what I mean like the fact that I just walked the hallways and someone made a gesture at me I was like oh shit like what's going to happen yeah, like, in this, this country yeah this you know all the time and and so, you know, I just thought that was like a, obviously like a, a crazy moment in my life. And it made me think even back to growing up when I was growing up and thinking about how many times people would be like, oh, what, what, what party store does your dad own? Or this and that, you know, my, my dad doesn't, you know, uh, he would was, they be asking that like earnestly or like an asshole? Um, a little bit of both. Ew. Yeah, I don't I, know if you can really ask that question. Yeah, not with a wedge of assholes. Yeah, I, and I don't know if people were intending to be assholes or if that's just what they thought Chaldeans do. And right. in in their defense, a lot of Chaldean people own party stores. And honestly, I, for a long time, I was like, I wish my dad did own a party store because those people seem like they have a lot of money. <laughs> and we have didn't. A quick answer so to this question. I could have maybe gone to Michigan. <laughs> yeah, but you know, my because my dad went back to school and you know later in his life to finish his degree and he got a degree in engineering and so after that you know he you know he was doing a lot better but for a long time he was you know um in and out of work and things like that so um you know or people would be like so where are you from and you'd be like well I live in at the time like Oak Park Michigan or my parent my parents then moved to Farmington Hills and no but like where are you from? And I'm like, I would never ask you that. Yeah. You know, that's, so yeah, annoying. No one's that's something ever, that like, if no. you're not uh, on the receiving end of that stuff, like you don't really think about yeah. how people have to go through right. that kind of stupid bullshit, but everyone's got their own variation of like, Oh my God, I hear this all the time. And, and it's then so... when you try and tell those people, they're like, I, I didn't mean it like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's like, and I understand you didn't mean it like that, but yeah, let me, just you let know me tell how you, how <laughs> you should stop doing and that. And again, I, I don't think that I had, many people that I encountered that were being malicious about it by any means, but it just is just like one of those reminders of like, you're different, you know, whether that's good, bad, and different for me, I, it's something that I don't think even to this day I have fully reconciled. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit, I guess in the next segment of ways that I think that I have, but like, um, it definitely is just one of those things where, um, I think, to, you know, nowadays people think about it a little bit more than they did. And I, I do think a lot of times it was just an innocent question. But at the same time, it just made me think, like, uh, like, why is this a question I have to answer? Right. You know, yeah, it's exhausting. And then if I answer it and I tell you it, then are, then is that going to change your like, what is no. that? You know, do you sincerely care? Like, do you want to know about it? Because. I don't think that's what you care about. Yeah. I think it's just like a weird... If you weird... want to know about my culture, ask me about my culture. Don't ask me where my dad works. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, or or even like where we're from or things like that. So, I don't know. Um, it's so, just... did a lot of 
so did more of that happen during that time that you remember? Because I feel like everybody I knew that was uh, Arabic or Middle Eastern or like anything, uh, any whatever, they all experienced a lot of that. Yeah, I, I, I guess like I fortunately, you know, didn't experience t- too much more directed at me after that, you know, um, I think obviously nobody was walking up to you and pretending that they wanted to punch you after. No, or did you feel a sense in yourself? Like are people looking at me differently? Yeah, I or did. Anything? I definitely did. Um, I do think, you know, th- one of the benefits of, of being in college is you are in a little bit of a bubble. So I think that protected me a little bit too, because, you know, uh, again, while that happened, while I was on a college campus and in college, my group of friends were, were you know, obviously aren't the type of people that are going to be like, Oh, you're, people from your region of where you're from are terrible but like uh certainly internally i definitely was more hyper aware right of how how are people looking at me are they assuming things about me or not even just me but like my family right like i said i was kind of in this bubble of being at at this campus where life goes on around you you yeah but what's happening with my family exactly so i was a little bit more worried about that and and wondering like what's happening and then obviously shortly after that we went to war with Iraq and you know my family is from Iraq and so not that I had any family living there but I was just like is this like gonna be a thing now you know like is this just now my um you know again growing up I remember you know people would ask me things like I said about what my family did or or, or where they're from and like there would be like jokes in middle school like where people would call the Chaldeans camels and at the time I remember not caring but then later in life I was like that's kind of messed up yeah it's Um, fucked up that there was like a time where it was like we all knew things were bad but it's like I guess this is just the way it is because adults are letting this continue it sucks because it's like oh this has to be my reality because you're an asshole yeah yeah you know like i have to accept this and i can't sit here and call you out on it because you'll turn it around on me yeah you know yeah and i think why it was so different when i was younger was because i went fortunately to a very diverse um like grade school and middle school where you know there there was 20 people in my class and a, a, a quarter of them were chaldean and so i think it was like it was cool that we were the camels, but like, but like, <laughs> so take that. But but at the same time, it was like, no, that's yeah, that's fucked up. I mean, I don't know what we would call white people. What is the animal they're associated yeah, with? Yeah, what would but I like, be? I, hmm, I don't know. A potato, <laughs> a potato just rolling in the wind. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I think it was. It felt more endearing, even though it was probably just one of those things where, like, you know we should have recognized at the time like that's not an okay thing to say Um, where I would have felt completely different if someone came up to me in college and was like what up camel I'd have been like (laughs) okay Um, (laughs) you're gonna get your chair so yeah I don't know it's just um it's it's one of those things and because so many of my friends are white um I think this is not a, a a diss to any of them and because I don't think I project too much of my culture in general, I do think sometimes people forget that I am not like them. And I don't mean that to say that, that that's a bad thing necessarily, but I, I do think it makes it harder for myself and other people to recognize I have a different experience than you do. Um, again, it's not to say that I think anyone intentionally is is, is ignoring that, but... 
um, when when I walk into a place or I do something with people that are mostly white, I am experiencing that differently than they are. And I, I think it was interesting that I went so long in my life without realizing that and, and, and not wanting to deal with it because I didn't ever want to be seen as different, you know. Um, and it's somewhat sad because I do think that I uh, pushed away parts of my culture of, of, of what defines me and, and what could have defined me because of fear of, of seeming different. Do you feel like you right. felt like some like internalized shame kind of in a way about it? A little bit. Yeah. And, and also just, like I said, dealing with my own personal conflict of, um, you know, when you're a Chaldean, it's, it's not just that you're Arabic, it's that you're a Christian Arab. And so I, I had this, these aspects of, I don't necessarily agree with everything culturally and traditionally i don't know what i'm thinking religiously all the time and even despite that um because i i i look a certain way i can't escape it and that so, must have been so alienating it, and confusing it, and i can't say that it isn't still right i just think i've learned to to not run away from it as much as i used to right that's good yeah Ugh. Yeah, that's got to be hard. It's yeah, it's so weird. The things that make us stronger are innately very hard to deal yeah. with. You know, totally. that's so sad. Yeah, and they're like things that you can't always just like bring up in conversation, and yeah. talk about it, and like you have to know your audience, and you might alienate some people. But it's like, yeah, it's a fact of life. Right. Like I'm different. I experience things differently. Yeah. I have a very unique perspective on things. Yeah, and again, a lot of it was most was more me than than anything else of just not. Um, embracing that as, as maybe I should have. Yeah. And, and again, some of it was circumstantial. You know, you're, you, you know, when you're the, we're all children of immigrants, right? I, but I'm a first generation and um, I do think that's also a different experience as well too. Right. Like both sure. my parents came here when they were younger, but at the same time, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of that, like, like I said, like, where do I belong? Who am I? You know, like, do I, do I do what a lot of people do when their parents come here and just like be that good Chaldean girl? Yeah, you're kind of figuring it out for the yeah. people behind you. Yeah, you know, you know, I, you know, is there something wrong with me? I like, I like all these things that I don't. I'm told I'm maybe not supposed to. Yeah. But then I don't fit in over here either. So it's like, right. well, where do I belong? So well. I think that's why I'm so independent and kind of like real keeper i guess yeah, she that's is the awesome, realist though. keeper that's an awesome trait that you have and then you're like yeah if i've gone through all these obstacles and remained myself that entire time like that's a awesome trait to have i yeah. think yeah. yeah i mean our experiences shape us i think that's kind of the, the whole point of this podcast yeah. right to kind hey, of like sure. and i like that. your shape no <laughs> <laughs> thanks megan like your shape Aw, yeah. You're the best, girl. It's just, like, good to sometimes think, like, we're all completely different and have some respect for, have respect for everybody because everyone's yeah. unique and everyone's got, like, a different uh, thing that we're coming from. Yeah. And I mean, but it's always I'm a, a good third reminder. generation potato and we're good friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, we've explored your, we've ha- helped you explore your palate. Yes. And Nuver has... Honestly, no joke. I was definitely just straight up a third generation potato until I met Nuver, and now I've now I've sprouted into the grounds. <laughs> She's taken me all over the world. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of food. Oh, yeah. Lots yeah. of traveling. 
Can you guys even believe what we just listened to? <laughs> That's nuts. But wait until next time because it just gets nuttier.